You're listening to episode number 33. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. What's up, everybody? I'm Coach Megan. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Powerhouse Podcast. We are adding video now every week, and apparently it's a thing that I never wear makeup when we record these things. So I just got a spray tan. For those of you guys listening, you will not be able to tell that, but apparently that was pertinent information this week. So living my best life on this video feed, hashtag natural and blessed, just made that up. But anyways, so today on um, episode 34, I'm really excited because we are going to be talking about a furtherance of what we talked about last week. So I got some great feedback and we've been doing the five day challenge, the free coaching challenge. Wow, my hair is literally everywhere. Go back and watch the IGTV video because you will be blessed by all that mess. But like I said last week, um, we've been doing the five-day challenge. It's been awesome. Getting some great responses. If you don't know what that is, we did a five-day free coaching challenge. I'm extending it through this week. And what it gives you the opportunity to do is it'll send you 10 interview questions in your inbox every single day, and you will literally receive free coaching from me just by doing your homework, which takes like 15 minutes maximum probably every single day. Okay. So for five days, and then I have a surprise for you at the end. So if you've been, you know, dinking around, listening to this podcast for a year now, (laughs) then now might be the time you can, you can, you know, no cost, no excuses. What I always say, you can get some coaching from me, kind of figure out our vibe, get some really good feedback. And specifically what we find a lot of times too, because we have a lot of achievers, um, Enneagram threes and Enneagram twos seem to be the people that I attract (laughs) when it comes to coaching clients. If you've been struggling with just not being able to figure out that tiny little tweak that you may need to make in your interview process, or you've been wondering why you come off as nervous, weird, only one part of your personality, blah, 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 whatever, this will really help you. Okay. And second of all, I'm officially announcing now it's open to my internal community of already clients first. And now we are expanding this into the world. So I have something very exciting to announce. And that is that November 22nd and 23rd, mark your calendars, okay? Because we are hosting the very first ever, drum roll, powerhouse mastermind. And what that looks like is it is, it is in-person group coaching retreat a group coaching retreat, if you will, with a ton of individual stuff too. And we're going to be at this big old like mansion lodge thing uh, just outside of Omaha. It'll be awesome. And I'm bringing in special guests, other previous, very, 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 very successful title holders that you all would know by name, but I'm not going to reveal the special guests yet. But we will have two other celebrity coaches other than moi who are coaching there with me. And this is a little bit how it's going to go. So you guys will arrive Friday night. The guests will. We're only opening this up to 10 people. Okay. And um, you have to have a conversation with me. I'll tell you in a second kind of how that works. But long story short, you'll arrive Friday. You'll leave Sunday morning. 
And uh, you're at this, like I said, beautiful like mansion log cabin. There's a hot tub, there's games, there's all this kind of stuff, bougie land USA. And everything's all inclusive and you guys will come and basically go through just like what a one-on-one intensive would be. But you get mock interviews, you're gonna get styling, hair and makeup advice, um, one-on-one coaching from me and my two other guests, as well as just get to hear kind of my philosophy of coaching, um, helping you with your core storylines and you will leave with every tweak known to man that you need to know to your pageant prep to know how to be successful. Okay. So this is only open to 10 people. These things are going to go like hotcakes, November 22nd and 23rd. Okay. This is a once in a lifetime experience. We only will do this once a year. I will not be doing this in the spring, um, most likely. And so you will want to jump at the chance. If you want more information on what this looks like and all the details, then please, 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 please um, reach out to us on our website, powerhousepageantry.com, or as always on social media at Powerhouse Pageantry. Okay. Okay. So that was a mouthful, but now we're ready to get into today's podcast. So Thanks for listening, by the way. We have about 400 listeners a week right now, which blows my mind because I could definitely put way more effort into this than I do. I mean, I put a lot of effort into this, to be honest, but um, it has just been an incredible journey of almost a year already um, doing this thing. So let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so we are continuing um, me answering the questions that actually some of these are from our challenge. And I'm going to kind of live coach myself as if I were a client of mine and share with you guys the principles behind four questions today of how I would answer these if I were actually in the interview room. Some of these things, um, sometimes just to, to shake it up, I will answer things in a way that actually I would, are not my personal beliefs, but I just want to show you guys examples of how we can do this, right? Okay, so let's dive in with question number one. The question, uh, this first question that we have today I will reveal uh, kind of the principle behind what I would categorize this type of question being. I was just on the phone with somebody yesterday who um, is brilliant, 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 and she loves current events, all that kind of stuff. And I just love that she said, she's like, oh my gosh, Megan, like I suck at personal questions. You asked one of these questions in last week. And I was like, gosh, I never would have thought of that. Like I clearly need to work on those kinds of answers. And I was like, cool, sweet. That's what it's all about. We go through these types of things in a categorical way so that you can figure out kind of your downfall and where you may not be the best at. That's what it's all about. Okay. So this first question is what song makes you tear up every time you hear it? Okay. Here's my answer. Butterfly Kisses is a song that has made me tear up since I was a little girl. I'll never forget I think I was five years old when I started going to this thing, but I don't know if y'all have ever been to one of these things, but there was a father-daughter dance at my church when I was growing up that my sister and I went to with my dad, and they used to always play the song Butterfly Kisses, which is a beautiful ballad, and my dad used to always joke, even when we were a child, young, young children, that that would be the father-daughter dance at our wedding one day, and so that song, I just associate it with very, very special and very fond memories of my life. And since one of my core values is family, it just means so much to me. And I, I don't think that I can listen to that song without crying and scene. Okay. So I love and hate those types of questions. 
The reason why I love them is because if you have a really good story that can attach to one of those things, it can be a really meaningful way to showcase one of your values. And if, as you guys saw, I pointed that back to one of my core values because just telling you about a song is fantastic. I can create imagery, you know, dancing with my dad, blah, blah, blah. But if it's not tied to something that actually I want you to know about me, then it's still just a pointless, you know, not pointless, but just kind of a, eh, okay, cool. Like you use story, great, but it didn't really move the ball forward in terms of the, the judges getting to know you. Okay. How I would categorize this is in the same category of like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite movie? Um, what movie makes you laugh the most? If one person could be president and it was a female, who would it be? Okay. These are those types of questions that honestly are, are very hard if you're a very logical person like me, because your brain is like, there is not an exact answer to this. How do I answer this? Oh my gosh. And uh, <laughs> it can be a struggle sometimes, to be honest. So what I would do um, is I would write down a list of these types of questions and practice visualizing as quickly as possible. And I don't think it's wrong. The only time I would ever tell my girls to memorize something is in these cases where, you know, okay, cool. Memorize like five women that you really look up to that you can use for a bunch of those answers or memorize a movie, a color, a TV show, a song, and a dance, and you know, like a favorite celebrity, those types of things, um, just in case you get these kinds of questions, and try and think down the line what more questions like that they could ask you. Those things are good to have memorized just so you're not tripped up on that. Cool? Okay, number two. Number two is what are the two most important things for people to be happy? Kind of a similar type question, okay? So where should your brain go during this? Values, 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 values. Okay, when they say, what are the two most important things? They're really asking values. So my brain should be visualizing values, 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 okay? So for me, this would be my answer. The two most important things for people to be happy, for me, for me to be happy personally, are support and communication. And not just for me, though, I really do believe that those two things are vital for the success of individuals. The reason why I think that those things are so important is, I can just speak from my own life experience, having the grounding of a fantastic support system, which happens to be my family, has been the, the paramount of what has largely created the person that I am today, made me into that person. And the values that they taught me of faith and having each other's backs and knowing what it's like to have a seat at the table, regardless of arguments or regardless of, you know, the wins that life takes you on, having people that you know have your back, even if it's not your family, is extremely important. And second of all, with that, um, just learning communication, learning how to communicate with people that are different than you, learning how to befriend people that have different values than you, learning to work through communication and relationships of all kinds. You can't ever learn how to communicate too well. And I'm so grateful that, you know, for me, I'm dedicated a lot of my life to learning how to be a better communicator. And I think that's what's so great about pageantry is it teaches us life skills such as that, that will never return void. Cool. So a little bit long of an answer. I kind of went on a bunny trail, to be honest. Again, these are live. But if you can tie those two real life things and end up teaching people, like I said, I ended up being like, okay, cool. Yeah, I kind of want to tie pageantry in this. I could have made that a lot shorter for an onstage question, but an interview, I like to talk when I feel like I have um, a lane that I can really share a lot about me. And it can, again, move the ball forward and the types of values that I do want to show those judges. 
feel free to take a little bit of extra time. Don't talk for like three minutes, you know, especially if you're in USA and you don't have a 10 minute interview, you have like a five second interview, AKA three minutes. Then just be aware of that. Right. So my brain's kind of always on Miss America mode. So that's why I talked a little longer. Cool. Let's move on to the next one. I love this question. Um, do you think it would be possible for you to meet and become close friends with a celebrity? If so, who? Love this question. Cool. So I absolutely do, actually. I have several friends, personal friends, who are famous now. Having gone to Belmont University, a top music school in the country for music, I had several classmates who were my sorority sisters, who I was in class with, who I was in vocal studio with, and two that come to mind are um, Abby Smith, who is now known as Yeba, which is Abby backwards if y'all didn't know that, and then also Cassie Ashton, who actually helped rush into my sorority. We had several classes together. We were tall sisters together, and she's from California, Missouri. So I think it's wonderful. Living in Nashville, it really taught me that famous people, A, are just normal people. And I've gotten to songwrite with some famous people as well, which has been really cool. And now those songs are doing very well, which is awesome. So I think it's cool. It shows us that famous people could be anyone. And, you know, it's really cool to watch and study the work ethic of my peers around me and to see them be successful has been really awesome. Okie dokie. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. If you say no, great, have a reason and just be sure that you're not being negative Nancy of like, no, I was raised in a small town of 300 people and no one's famous around here because no one gets out of here and no one does anything and everyone's blah, 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 right? Probably not the best angle to show that you are a globally minded human being who could represent your entire state. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Okay. Last and not least, last but not least, last but not least, number quattro, numero Quattro. Ready for this? Should students get to grade their teachers? I love this question. Okay, so I'm gonna describe this one after because I don't want to give um, I don't want to give it away. Because y'all, just so you know, when you listen to these podcasts, I'll probably do another one next week. I want you guys to like. I should have said this before. I want you guys to pause these as I'm asking the questions and then practice them and then listen to my answer. I don't want you to just take my answer. You, you may not like totally okay. Um, you probably don't even agree with me. And if you don't, awesome, put your own stories in there. That's not what it's all about, okay? I'm teaching you the principle of the thing. This is not a copycat game, okay? So should students get to grade their teachers? I absolutely, 100% with every fiber of my being, believe that students should get to grade their teachers. And I actually love that language, get to grade their teachers, not have to grade their teachers. because. That's something I honestly never would have thought of in high school, but in college, we graded our professors. And I remember one class in particular was our senior capstone at Belmont, and I was so looking forward to it because I'm such an entrepreneur, and I was starting to get the entrepreneurial bug after I was with Nebraska and went back to school. And I remember I had this teacher that had just been, you know, frankly, teaching her whole life, and she was awesome, and she had published a bunch of journals, and she was really successful in kind of the classical musical field. But what I was looking for and what the purpose of that class was, was to teach us how to succeed in 21st century commercial music outside of the educational classroom. And um, in my personal opinion at that time, she did not equip us for that, even though she's an awesome lady. And so I remember getting the opportunity to write an honest review <laughs> and it ended up um, getting taken by the um, higher ups in, in music and ended up being awesome because I, we, they ended up having a teacher who came in 
who was very entrepreneurial, who had a vocal studio outside of that. And uh, I'm pretty sure he teaches it full time now. And I don't say that at the demise of any other person, obviously, but I do think that it can provide a great check and balance system. I think of another time in science um, in high school where I had a teacher say a really, really negative comment to me. And, you know, it's not what it's about. He can still be a great teacher, but I do think that there needs to be a certain checks and balances if the teachers are holding us accountable for those things. Um, things can get lost and teachers can do the same thing for 20 to 30 years. And it's if it's not broken, don't fix it. But if it is broken, I do think that we do need to fix it. And um, yeah, so I think that we should absolutely be able to grade our professors. Okay. Wow. Stumbled over my words a little bit. Even your coach messes up sometimes. If I could redo that, I would shorten that like 33% of that, okay? So I just want you guys to see. Actually, I'm glad that, that happened. So if you get caught in a bunny trail, okay, I my mind locked in on that story in college um, because that's the first one that came to my head. If I were to redo that answer, I'd probably be a little bit more general, and here's why. I'm so glad that happened, you guys. Even I mess up sometimes. So you want to know your audience in this situation. If they have, for, uh, for example, like a, a very specific like law that's being passed in your area or um, an opinion about a specific like congressman or senator or something like that, or an education question and you know that you have like two teachers who are your judges, this is a prime example of not not saying how you feel, but you want to be aware that people who you're speaking to are going to have a very natural bias to what you are saying. And so actually, I'd love to redo that answer. I'm going to do that at the end. Um, but I want you guys to be aware of like, okay, you know what, in this one minute, I'm going to give this answer or 30 seconds. I'm probably not going to completely change the mind of an educator of 30 years who could be one of those people who's been doing the same thing for 30 years and has not changed their syllabus or their policy or that, you know, updated their curriculum or whatever, because there are those teachers, unfortunately. So I'm going to say this answer in a different way now. And let's just pretend that, um, again, I have one, even just one person who's a teacher and they look a little bit older and they're a professor with like five doctorates and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So should students get to grade their teachers? I do. I do think that students should have the opportunity to grade their teachers. You know, we had the opportunity to in college and it was something that I never would have thought of in high school, but I was so incredibly Honestly, I just felt honored and I felt safer knowing that my college cared equally about their, not just the students' performance, but also their professors' performance. I think on the positive side, it's a really incredible way to affirm professors who are bending over backwards to do incredible things for their students. I had several um, college professors that I was able to give raving reviews because of how much they helped me survive living 12 hours away from home and being a very small fish in a gigantic pond in, in big old music school. And, and, you know, at the same time, unfortunately, sometimes there are teachers who um, have lost touch with what their students need, um, not just what they want, but what they really need. And I think that um, having a checks and balances system that way on both ends is a wonderful opportunity to make sure that students are protected in that way as well. Okay, 5,000 times better of an answer. I hope you guys sense that. So pardon me for that first answer. Um, yeah, 
pretty self-explanatory. With those types of things, I, I personally wanted to show both sides because I wanted to show that I understood. And in those cases, when, when you know that a judge has a really close attachment to um, probably that question, I think it is important to show that you're not just against people in general and you're going to generalize an entire population group. Um, but that if you're going to pick out something negative, being able to pick out a specific thing, like I tried to say, when teachers have lost touch with what their students need, that's very, very calculated language on purpose because I'm not speaking to their intent. I'm just speaking to like, hey, this can happen. Like if you have a ship in the ocean and it doesn't have an anchor down, it's gonna start to float away, right? So I wanted to use kind of that imagery rather than attacking them and being like, oh, these old people who don't do this and this and this and this and this, right? Don't ever speak to intentions, but you can speak to the, the action or the result. Cool. And then obviously on the other side, I wanted to present that there can be a really positive aspect to that, right? Which maybe um, the person asking the question wouldn't have thought of. Cool. So those are the four questions for the episode today. I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode, um, but I'm enjoying this. This has been so much fun. I hope that these live coaching sessions are helping you guys. And please, please, please um, drop your email in a submission form on our website, contact us form. Super easy to go to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash contact us, or you can check out our socials on Facebook and Instagram at Powerhouse Pageantry. We'd love to hear from you and join the five-day challenge before it closes. Um, learn more about the mastermind if you're interested in some in-person coaching, which like I said, it only happens like once a year. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the Powerhouse Inner Circle, where personal development meets pageantry. Each month, for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick, and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.